When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Season two of the Pat and JT podcast. Oh my, now I'm here at last. The best time, always gonna be the best. Come out. Exclusively on the Herd App Media Network. Um, I love. We have all these ways that people can get a hold of us. Um, you know, on obviously online, email, phone, whatever. Yeah. Um, but getting a an old fashioned a card from someone. I know. There's nothing better. And every once in a while, we get a note, and I just love it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is from it's from Pam who sent you the oh. stickers, the rip the rip stickers and the yes. Yellowstone stickers, yes, and yes. she had promised me um, she wanted, said I should get some housewife stickers, and she's like, well, they got to have some on Etsy. Well, apparently they do because she goes, Pat, enclosed are your real housewife stickers as promised. I noticed they aren't as high quality. Well, neither are the housewife shows <laughs> as the rip stickers. So I um, that you that she gave to you. It must be the quality of the characters that determine the sticker quality. Yes, it is. Thank you, Pam. <laughs> and these stickers are, first of all, it's a cat card. Oh, um, which and, is appropriate because you are stickers. a cat guy. I am. I enjoy cats. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so yeah, there's a whole, these stickers, all like the little catchphrases. That's my opinion. Oh, um, my oh and the. Oh, my God. Uh, Look at those. Who go, who going to check me, boo? <laughs> that's a. He uses that all that's, the time. I do. He says that all the time. Uh, there's a Wow, Bethany, Wow. Classic line. Um, let's see. Oh, my God. Uh, where is this? Uh, my favorite. Oh, and they, awesome. uh, there's an action one. I don't And there's a random cheetah. I don't know if that's like a free one with the company. Like, Sticker oh. Mule gives you a free sticker well, of a mule. Is that like a, well, yeah, I guess I that know. is a cheetah. It is a cheetah. It's not a cougar? No, it's not a cougar. That would have been very appropriate. <laughs> um, they're... It's not about the pasta. That is uh, ironically from Vanderpump Rules. That's like your favorite. James isn't Kennedy, it? yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't be all uncool from uh, Countess Luann, who was on Hollywood Raw a couple weeks ago. You know their names. That's what I love. They're they're Obviously. literally just the name, the just the phrases. Yeah, and you know who to um, attribute them to. Yes, because I saw them IRL. So this one is my yeah. favorite. This is Teresa from uh, Jersey, and it's when she flipped the table and she called somebody a prostitution whore. <laughs> Which is like redundant, but it's uh, yeah, That's it's really bad. It's perfect. So you're not just a you're not just a hooker. You're a hooker. You are hooker. a prostitution <laughs> you're a, whore. You're all a hookers, hooker. All the hookers go. What a whore! Wow. Yeah. So Pam, thank you so much. That is super nice of you. Um, love that. Oh, oh so my I'm God. gonna we're gonna there's a place on our uh, like our garage fridge. There's a place on my laptop for these. All over the place. That's so. great. I'm sure Beth is excited for the new de- decor. She actually brought it up. She's like, oh, we can put those oh, on the garage fridge. Stickers, stickers for you. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Um, that's fantastic, Pam. Thank you. Uh, so a couple of little updates. Uh, first off, you remember we talked about the new show on Netflix. It's the Tinder, Tinder Swindler. Yes. <clears throat> Apparently he got swindled. <clears throat> yeah. The tables have turned on him. He's still out and around. Um, Simon is named Laviv. Anyway, bamboozled himself, they say, in the latest Instagram scam. Um, he got hit up last Thursday by a verified account on Instagram. She claimed she had helped Simon and his former girlfriend get verified on an app through that meta, mm-hmm. you know, and that yeah. stuff. And anyway, there there was there was this and that, and, and, and bottom line, he got swindled for some bucks. 
About $7,000, I think. Wow. He got swindled. So, ha-ha, turnabout's fair, pe- fair play. Um, speaking of uh, verification, mm-hmm. so, oh, again, God. learned it on TikTok. Okay. And there is um, a way that you can get your Instagram account verified. And I went through the process, and I got it verified today. You're verified? Well, you're verified until you refresh. And then it goes away. So it's like a, something where you could take a screenshot with your little thing. And it legit works. Like you go in, you hover over the little verified thing. It's yeah. just on Instagram, not on Twitter. I tried on Twitter. And it brings up like this code, whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's a certain line of code that says verified. You go over a somebody, anybody's account who's verified. Okay. Click on, or right click on the little whatever, check. And then the, this other, it says, uh, I think analyze. You click on analyze or... Yeah, I think it's analyzed. Anyway, and that brings up this all the code. And there's a link there right in the middle. It brings it up highlighted that says verification, blah, blah, blah. You copy that. Oh, no. And then you go back to your profile, <laughs> right-click on your profile, just your name, like Pat is a boy, right-clicked on it. It yeah. brings up the same thing, uh, verify, or not verify, oh, wow. analyze, and paste it in that same spot, and you hit enter, and you go to your profile, and there's a... Little so, verification check. So there. you cheated. Yeah. Well, I. But then, as soon as you go away and come back, it's gone. It's like gone. nobody else sees it. It's just you. But, but you, you can take a picture of it. Mm-hmm. And I, which I did. And then use that as your avi. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's pretty fun, but it doesn't work on any other <laughs> any other platform. I've given up on. It. I I've decided that being verified is probably not a good idea. You think? I think then they have all your details and they know who you are. They have your details anyway. I know they do. And you're just saying that because you're not verified. I know. You're like that kid's <laughs> like, I didn't want to play football anyway. <laughs> I got I got totally cut from the team. Football's but, stupid. I've been a really good group of people that aren't verified. Mm-hmm. You know, all of us little whatever you want to call us. So losers. then if you do get verified, those people are probably going to think that you're like teacher's pet Turn or cut. whatever. Yeah. Without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, then another little controversy going on here. This one comes from uh, courtesy of Wheel of Fortune. And apparently, once again, they've done something that caused the, the, the fans to scream at the TV. Like um, yeah, this, the social media watchdogs are out there. It's just like, leave them. It's just, it's a game. They'll figure it out. I know yeah. there's a lot of money at stake, but they always take care of people, right? Um, but the episode had three consonants, took eight turns and ten attempts to solve the puzzle, and it said another feather... Blank N, Y O blank R, blank A blank. I saw this. I saw this video this morning. <clears throat> Another feather in your cap. I'm sorry. The per- the lady who guessed multiple times and didn't get it. That's on her. That's not on Wheel of Fortune. Another feather in your hat. Another feather in your map. And another feather in your lap. We're all guesses. I mean, are they, these people never heard <laughs> of that before ever? <laughs> Finally, somebody guessed to see. Another feather in your cap. If I, I <laughs> yeah, and the poor, I think the guy that kept getting, like he got bankrupt and then he had whatever, I think he may have known, because, but he, he didn't get a chance at the beginning. <laughs> oh my God, he probably did. And he's like, I'm out of this and right. I can't, oh my God, this is killing me. I couldn't believe it. Another feather in your map? What? Yeah. <laughs> but I do that with the uh, Wordle, you yeah. know? I mean, there, there are multiple options sometimes form and you have to that's where you have to throw in that that letter that just like wipes out a bunch of letters mm-hmm. so you can get rid of all those other options and and take those off yeah. your plate but that one feather in your cap like who doesn't feather know that cap. i know feather in your cap I get, I get where they might say hat but it's no. yeah, i mean a but hat it, would be acceptable i can see that but map and lap like who puts a feather on their lap put a feather in your lap that takes us back to the hookers yep right see it's, it's full circle 
And we want to say thank you to Centris. Again, going right from that into Centris. They're super happy. Centris Federal Credit Union, our partners, our sponsors, they're supporting the podcast and going to be with us all the way through 2022. And we are so glad to have them on board. Um, And actually talked to a couple of girls yesterday. As you know, I'm in that transitioning phase, moving from the uh, megalith bank that I'm in, the huge worldwide Mm -hmm got everybody's money and they don't you're all just a number and they don't care and i'm going someplace nice and warm and cozy where they gave me their own personal phone number and i can get a hold of them wow they did yes i have direct lines to people oh, wow that aren't like i said they aren't wow. 800 numbers and they you call that number and it goes to their office you hear their voice on the voicemail mm-hmm. and then they call you back there it's it's Fantastic. Um, it's so worth the it. The website is centrusfcu.org, mm-hmm. or you can call them at 402-334-7000 and talk to a human in Omaha. Please do. Yes. All right. So as we always do, this is the fun part. We get to bring in somebody to the show and get to talk to somebody that's moving things around in the Omaha community. And we have Erica Wassinger on with us today. Hi. Hi, Erica. Hello. Thank you so much for jumping in with us. I think I could watch TV with you guys very happily. Really? Really? (laughs) Are you a Bravo person? Are you, are you a Bravo girl? Uh, Sometimes, sometimes I'm a Bravo girl. I'm trying really hard to like elevate in the company I keep. And sometimes Bravo doesn't help me keep the company I want to keep. Fair enough. I will say somehow the Duttons have really fascinated me. So I don't know what that says about me as a person, that that's the company I want to keep. Yeah, it is. It, I have the sticker on my on my on that back window. It just says, "Don't make me bring Rip." I'm like, "Don't make me call Rip." Well, did you get as into 1883 as I did? Yes, because I spent the first part of the week sobbing. Yes, hundred percent. So, so Pat, She's has, been a, I haven't seen one one episode, one second of it, but I feel like I I feel like I have. Kind of. I haven't yeah. really given too many. Sp- it's been a week. Well, close, right? So we can yeah. talk about it. Um, but 1883, 100%. I was, I'm right there. Yellowstone, 100%. I'll be, 100%. I'll be all in on 1932, the four sixes. I'll Whatever be... you tell us is the Dutton. <laughs> and actually, everything. I did have an update on 1883. Um, there were, there was the talk about the next season. There's not going to be a season two. They're done. And Taylor Sheridan, season two though. It, it, nope, Taylor Sheridan, Sheridan said, I'm just going to let it rest on its laurels. And it is what it is. It is just a backdrop to Yellowstone, kind of filling in some blanks. So you had this little, this little diver, you know, diversion and went down this road. So you kind of got a peek. Yeah. And, and no, there's not going to. Did, did they continue. have any unanswered questions? Oh, hundreds. hundreds. Okay, so that's My stupid. God. Why? I, I would. No, there's what? Basically everything from 1883 to 2022. <laughs> and, and hopefully. Hundreds of unanswered questions. Like I'm hoping 1932 is going to fill in that 50 year span. So that'd be the next yeah. one. Um, and I don't know, you know. Moving Tim McGraw for me is going to be hard. I'm going to have a real moment with that. Yeah. But he's, he's good. He really is a good actor. Good. Mm-hmm. It was real good. And and I had to admit, Faith Hill, she comes off stone cold sometimes to me, and um, but she she's good. She did a great job. The whole cast, it was so good. Isn't it funny when you find somebody like an author, you will read all their books. You have yeah. somebody that creates a TV show. It doesn't matter what they put out, you're going to watch it. Yeah. Shonda right. Rhimes, almost every one of her shows is a hit. Um, so you you find that that style that you like, and doesn't matter like what they do. Manting Anna, have we watched that one? No, that is good. Or Anna. 
Yes. Then, oh my God. Yes. That's crazy. I after I saw the show. Okay, when it came on, and then it said it was based on a true story, and I'm like, wait a minute, how do I not know about this? And then I had to go back and dig through all of it, and now all the stuff that's coming up because since the show's aired, little little Miss Little Miss Imposter is all of a sudden piping up, and now she's wanting more attention. She got paid a good fee by Netflix for that story, but she had to pay her lawyers. You know, she's mm-hmm. she has no money. Yeah, yeah, it's and, and I'm looking forward. I think there'll be more to come on that. I think that's a that's a good one. I think so. She's what I would call, and the Tinder swindler. By the way, I would call these people charmers and harmers. Ooh, and yeah. those charmers and harmers were sort of the genesis of our funds. To be candid, isn't that true? Mm-hmm. Wow. No, I mean, there was literally no fraud or like Netflix worthy documentary or right trail. Mm-hmm. That led to this, but the charmers and the harmers. Right. Yeah, every every yeah. every good story. It seems like that's where it that's where it lives, mm-hmm. right? Wow, yeah, for sure, good stuff. Well, now now we know a little more about you. Uh, but on the on the on the other side, <laughs> you also have your life outside of being in front of your television, like we are sitting here watching our shows. Um, television time, and and people probably they've seen your name, they've probably read your columns. Um, oh, yeah, right. I mean, just kind of give us what's your what's your I guess really, I, I'm trying to think. I, you have so many different irons in the fire. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and not enough are watching Bravo anymore, I think. I don't have time for Bravo. Um, so the, what I have sort of been very lucky to do with my career, especially since my husband and I moved back to Omaha about 12 years ago, was sit alongside really incredible entrepreneurs from the early stages of building up to some of the growth stages. And and I've sort of found an interesting opportunity in that where I can take pieces of my former career, which is in public relations and ITs, like you guys you guys might have journalism degrees that you're using more usefully. No. Um, I have one <laughs> and it doesn't help me with my spreadsheets. Um, so I have to sort of, yeah. <laughs> they don't teach you that in J school. Right. <laughs> well, our non-journalism, whatever degrees don't help us either. Like it, it's still yeah. all difficult. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I sort of have found a niche for myself um, as a co-pilot or as a partner to businesses that want to grow and want to do that in a unique way. And so I spend the majority of my time focused on that. How do we find and support and grow exceptional entrepreneurs and their businesses. And that time is at Proven Ventures. And so we are a $10 million debt equity fund. Uh, we think that there's a new, more interesting way to do venture capital, because I don't know if you've heard, but venture capital is kind of broken. Yeah. <laughs> and, and crawls, it tends not to, it tends to be heralded as high risk, high reward, but tends to honestly return more risk than reward. And so Proven Ventures is the summation of of enjoying working with early stage entrepreneurs, but then also recognizing that as an investor, we need a different way to do that to be more successful. Right. 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 Hmm. Exactly. Okay. So I got to ask going back to TV. So Shark Tank, you like that? Um, so I used to, but now I, now I'm a little bit like, well, why are you making these founders kiss your ring investors? Like, come on, if you actually want to be their partner, cause they have a lot to give to you. Why make them do this dog and pony show? NBC. So, <laughs> right. Make them do the dog and pony show. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. I have to win. I, I, like, uh, I like following Barbara Corcoran. Um, she's great. She's amazing. She really is. And, um, and, just, and she's just so, like, honest about 
everything from you know talking about the little things like she, she's like her age and and what she does to stay healthy and and what things interest her and and how she wants to help other people but she doesn't come off as putting on a show yeah i feel like she's so confident in herself and authentic that she's unshakable which yeah. makes her, i think a great partner to the entrepreneurs because she has that confidence in their relationship to be able to say things that others might not say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Have you ever um, been presented either? Uh, I want to say a deal. Cause I'm, I'm like going to tell you right. Can I just, can I just uh -huh. preface this? Yeah. Pat has a thousand ideas. Well, yeah. And I'm, and I'm sure one of, yeah, I'm sure one of my, well, I'll, I'll block some time off with teams and I'll run them past you. Um, I'll pepper you, pepper you with ideas. Yes. <laughs> Uh, have you ever had been presented either a deal or a, bi a business where you've either passed on? You're like, no, we're not interested. And it like either blew up. Or you're like, man, why didn't we yeah. invest oh, in yeah. that? Yeah. I mean, I think so. So the things that we talked about with Barbara, like the confidence and the assuredness in herself, I think for me growing into this role as an investor <clears throat> from, you know, PR and marketing really took a lot of confidence building and what do I want and what does what does this spreadsheet on our fund say what's that promise we're making to the people who have invested in our fund and I think staying true to what value can I add as a partner because it's not just money right like there's so much money especially in Nebraska we just have there's just so much money so money is kind of a commodity so where do I differentiate and what can I do to influence the growth of this business and to be a partner and ally to that founder? And I think that discovery process of where are, where are my strengths, where are my business partner, Nathan Preheim's strengths, where's our fund strengths? Also, what promise did our fund make to our investors means we say no a lot, like a lot. There's a lot of things that for a lot of reasons, we are not the right fit for them. Um, there's one that's blowing up now in terms of traditional venture. They just raised almost $80 million run by a fantastic team. But for whatever reason, it didn't make sense in a previous fund that we ran for us to invest in them. And it's like, well, oopsie, oopsies, <laughs> oopsies. They're doing great and it's a good team. But for, for other reasons, we weren't the right fit for that team. Right. right. And so that is hard. Yeah. Right. I think, and then the, this is the Nebraska side of us. We say we're barn raisers and casserole makers, which we are. <laughs> we, you want everyone to win. Like, mm -hmm. even if you say no, you still want the Nebraska kid to win. Mm -hmm. There's never like a, oh man, I said no. So they're going down. And it's like, no, 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 no. I may have said no, but guess what? I need to introduce you to five other people who will say yes or could say yes for these reasons. Yep. Man, it does suck if you say no. And like, you always have FOMO. Yeah, right. I know. You do. Like, did I make the right decision? Did I not? Right. I don't know. But I think that I kind of, I kind of, I'm trying to think, you know, how to put this in, in terms that relate to my own life. You know, you, you think about, uh, there are certain fantastic deals that are out there that just don't, they don't fit into my world. And it's yeah. like, it's like, God, I would, I would love to have that car or I would love to have whatever. Tub. Right. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah I mean, certain but things. It's interesting and, when you talk about it like that, because the, the core of these relationships, which I think is really lost because we're talking about money and we're talking about funds and finances and ownership in a business and all these things. And it's like all the pieces of paper. Yeah. You forget it's the people mm -hmm. and the average venture capital relationship lasts longer than the average American marriage. Wow. 
So the decision on like, are we the right partner for you? Is mm -hmm. this allowing us to uphold the promises we've made? And can we make promises back to you that allow you to uphold the promises you're making? It, we look at it through that lens of like, we're going to, we're going to sit across the table from each other for 10 years. Yeah. Pat and I should have done that when we got together. Table. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Where were you four years ago? Yeah. I get what you were doing, what you were doing, but uh, if, yeah. No, you're right. Mm -hmm. Cause it, it is a long-term relationship. Not and just a vulnerable an investment. One. Everyone's going to mess up through the process. Everyone's going to make bad decisions. There's like scarcity and abundance all at the same time. But if you can kind of anchor back into like, at our fund, are we the right partner to help you achieve your vision? Mm -hmm. And and what does that mean for you? And uh, what does that mean for us? Are there things, are there um, specific categories of businesses that you've seen that you guys can invest in or that you're, that you're looking for yeah. that can be more successful as, maybe not necessarily as an investment partner, but as a business overall? Yes, yes, right? So, um, Okay, so I play in the in the generally in the asset class of venture capital. And so when we think of venture capital, you hear about like the WeWork scandals or, you know, like I joke, like charmers and harmers. Mm -hmm. And part of that is because early stage companies tend to spend more than they make. And this is really common in traditional venture capital or this sort of Silicon Valley approach is you spend way more money than you make. And that gap, that delta between those two things creates uncertainty. It creates, I mean, psychologically, it creates a lot of scarcity. Um, it gets really, um, for lack of a better phrase, like testosterone driven, like you're running off of adrenaline, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. that is, that's fine for an amount of time while you're kind of figuring out where, you, how you start to flip that dynamic, how you make more than you spend. But I think it has the same long-term effects as like chronic trauma, to be candid. Right? <laughs> For sure. Like you don't know if you're going to make it or not. You don't know if you can pay your team. You don't know if you can do these things. And so for our fund, we looked at that, that culture of um, being unsustainable for such a long time in the pursuit of scale mm -hmm. and forgetting that at some point this has to actually become a business that makes more than it spends. Mm -hmm. Um, that was one of the areas where we thought, well, gosh, Nebraskans aren't really predisposed to spending more than we make. I mean, we are iconic of Buffett, right? I'm going to drive, I don't know if he drives a Honda, but I'm going to drive a Toyota for as long as I possibly can, mm -hmm. even though I'm one of the wealthiest people in the world. So <clears throat> when we look for companies, I think one of the key areas we look on is what is your plan for growth and what does that mean? And part of that is like, how many, you know, how are you going to do sales? How are you going to do marketing? Those type of things. How can we help that? But also like when we're two years out, do you actually want to be making more than you're spending? Do you want to be profitable? And like inventor, that's kind of a dirty word. Mm -hmm. So for us, that's that aspiration of profitability and that aspiration of sustainability is really important and I would say we don't see it as sustainable or scalable. We see those two things in tandem. So we like we like businesses that do that. Um, businesses that are businesses, I lovingly say. <laughs> and we like uh, Nebraska founders. So I mentioned earlier, we, we joke we're barn raisers and casserole makers. There is this founder side of our culture or for our fund that, you know, we like a pragmatic founder. We like a calculated founder. We like a founder who... Um, 
puts their heads down and, and does some yeah. great work. And, and when we launched this fund, we had been working in Nebraska with startups for 10 plus years. What we saw was contrary to traditional venture who was saying there's a huge pipeline problem. There's no, there, we can't find a possibly a black founder to invest in. There are no girls asking for money. Well, they're not asking for the type of money you're offering necessarily. Mm -hmm. They're not saying I want to be on this hamster wheel. That's always not allowing me to have control and it's scalable at the last of sustainable. And so we do think that our capital stack tends to work well for female founders for any founder who's largely cut out of the traditional venture equation. Right. I saw some of your articles referencing just those points in, in mm -hmm. general. I, mean, I think that's probably, it's something that uh, sometimes it has to be, well, like you did, write it down, say it out loud to get people's attention. And then th for some people, it may not even be on their radar that that's a... I don't think so. You know, I don't, you know, you don't realize that there are nuances to how we're all brought up to each of our intersections, to why we think the way we do. And, and I think Nebraska is in an interesting moment right now because there's more capital than there has been in years. And it, part of that's awesome. The other part of me is like, wait a second, more money doesn't fix a system that's not generating right. returns. So how do we generate returns? And I don't just mean returns for investors. I think founders should be very wealthy. Exactly. Their pursuit too. Exactly. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, I'd seen, I was looking at something here that Nick, Nick and a couple other people left us a couple of notes on you. That's why I was sitting here. If I looked yeah. like I was reading something while I was doing this, I was like, I know there was something. Cause <laughs> you said something that made me think, oh, wait, there was something else. Um, talking about when you're, you're talking about the people that you have worked with, like Pat said, there's particular businesses that you may be more attracted to. Is there, is there a favorite? Is there a pet project? Is there, is there something that kind of stands out and you're like, God, I want to do that again. I'd love to have that feeling again. Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I can't pick favorites in our portfolio because it's like, <laughs> um, and it, honestly, at any given week, a new one, a different one's your favorite, but right. I would say the things that I love, and I'll give you examples from our portfolio companies. Um, one of our founders, Carissa Castro. So female founder, CEO of a company called Logica, they do visual forecasting. So they make people like me who can't make a spreadsheet able to understand this. <laughs> <spreadsheet. laughs> Brilliant, right? Like yeah. they, they literally speak a language that is beautiful and visual and articulate in real time. Um, what I love about Carissa right now is that Carissa is expanding her, uh, her customers, right? And she's so thoughtful about that that right now she's doing discovery with new customers. She's like, I think there could be a new customer set here in this type of company. I'm gonna call them and ask them a bunch of questions. And Chris's curiosity is just like, it's like catnip to me, candidly. <laughs> I love watching her do it. She's masterful at it. And I have no doubt that in four weeks, she's gonna flip that conversation, that curious conversation into a customer. She's just good at that. So Chris does that really well. Um, we have another founder, Kelly Mann. Kelly Mann's a CPA, you guys. So like everyone hit the snooze button, like accountant, so, <laughs> right. sleepy, so sleepy, can't possibly be interesting. <laughs> Kelly makes you feel like you're at a concert when you talk to her about retirement plan audits. I mean, the first time I met this woman, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to sleep through this meeting. Yeah. This is like, this cannot be interesting at all. And the way she talks about it is just visionary and it's aspirational. And what I love about Kelly is 
her customers love her. She's mm-hmm. like an accountant influencer. That's a thing. An accountant yeah. influencer. That's a that's a right? niche market. Yeah. Right. But everybody I needs one. Yeah. So fun to watch. Um, but she she makes this super boring process. Yeah. So fun. It's, it's a super boring necessary evil. Evil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something very very fun. So mm-hmm. with Kelly, I, I vibe off of that. Kelly's having a hell of a year, to be candid. She's just having a hell of a year. And then our latest portfolio company, Host3D, um, this team is sort of ramping up their sales process. And we sat down with them yesterday. They do virtual tours. So imagine like you're going to go lease an apartment, right? Mm-hmm. And you don't you don't want to talk to a human because we're all hermits. Like we just right. discussed. Right. <laughs> I do everything from my phone that I possibly can and if I have to come in, it better be to sign something. So get me to that point. And even that, I want to do it on the PDF. DocuSign. Sight unseen, I yes. am perfectly fine living there. 100%. Right. <laughs> it's not make me talk to a person. Yes. So Host3D makes these beautiful 3D tours. And they literally make them on the same technology that you would have like an Oculus Rift experience, right? Mm-hmm. So you're in it. You're wow. walking through an apartment. You're putting your couch there. You're checking to see if like your bed fits in that room. <laughs> so we were talking with the team yesterday about how is sales going and who are you talking to? What are the customers saying? And just the way that these two, it's a husband wife team, Vanessa and, and Steven, the way that they think about the nuances and what they're hearing for their customer is so promising because they're getting so precise on how they support that customer. This team is great too. I mean, they, they met in China at wow. a for Silicon Valley companies that were creating really novel, interesting sort of emerging technologies. So Vanessa, the wife was there. She was sort of the representative from China of the lab. Her job was to make sure that all of the Silicon Valley engineers that came in basically did what they said they would do. And so she jokes, Stephen walked in, another blonde bro from Palo Alto. Wasn't that interesting? I'm like, we married him. And like, to Bellevue. And now you're like making a business together. And she's like, I know. I don't know what happened. (laughs) So they're a delightful team. They have such complimentary strengths. So, so no, it's hard to pick a favorite. But what I will say, and what you can probably hear me theming (laughs) against is, our fund loves founders who love their customers and who excite their customers and who listen closely to them. Um, and right now, you know, we've got companies in health tech, we've got companies in fintech, which is financial services technology, and then we have companies in real estate tech. So that's awesome. That's fantastic. When you re- you, you referenced the journalism degree, what did you think you were going to be doing? What what is what was your intention when you were in college? Where were you going to be? Okay, so let's rewind back. Do we all remember 2007 mm. when like, there was no Twitter verification? Twitter was kind of this thing that we all just saw. Like, I think several of us just got our Facebook logins mm-hmm. from our college account, right? So I graduated then and I begged this company in Dallas, Texas called the Richard Group to hire me. I mean, begged you guys. I like went down to Dallas, like banged on door. I'm like, I promise. Like, I know I went to Kansas State. Like, I'll be good. <laughs> I like, and this is what I think in my 21 year old mind, this is what I think you should do for those clients. And finally they like conceded like, okay, like, let's get this chick out of here, man. Right? We got to hire her because we, she's never leaving. We got to get her out of the doorway. People are talking. Right. 
or <laughs> yeah, she'll never leave. So they did hire me and I'm so grateful they did. Cause I feel like for me, that was like the Ivy leagues of what I thought my career would be. And this was at a moment, like I mentioned, where social media was still incredibly consumer and incredibly, like I would argue early adopter. Mm-hmm. So for business purposes, it wasn't a conversation just yet. That was quickly flipping. So at the time when I graduated college, I thought I would be pitching YouTube. Like I thought I would be convincing you guys to talk about whatever client I was hawking. I was spending time between Dallas and New York and like banging, like much like I did at the Richards, banging on NBC's doors, like Brian Williams, please cover this thing. (laughs) I mean, I was insane. Um, I got coverage the same way I got my job. So that's what I thought my career was. I thought my career was getting inside the pages of Marie Claire. I thought it was getting on the front of the New York Times. I thought that's where I was going. Well, little did I know that in about a year, there'd be a massive recession and pretty much the entire middle part of my company would be knocked out. Um, I was the cheapest person on the totem pole, so I got to stay um, and run harder and faster. Social media started to take hold. I still had a college email address so I could log in. Like there were all these factors that mattered then. But as I continued forward, what I realized I really liked, I liked working with journalists Mm -hmm. a lot. I didn't always like working with bloggers and influencers. Like the something for me was just sort of different about those two things. So Mm -hmm. I started moving toward what we would call business to business PR. And I enjoyed that. And then I got married and I moved back to Nebraska um, unwillingly, which is ironic now, with my husband. (laughs) That's awesome. You went K-State. Kansas State University, the friendliest university in the entire Midwest. Oh, my God. I have to. I don't know. I didn't go to UNL, but, man, UNL's got quite a reputation, too. Pretty, pretty friendly we there. School, and we have a good journalism school. Very much so. Like, very funny. Very, very, very much so. Heaven forbid I actually yeah. go to the school with a good journalism <laughs> No. I'm going to go. Yeah. I don't, I'm sure K-State's is fine now. But like what? 18-year-olds. Who knows? Right. Who knows? Um, actually, Nick said <clears throat> you'd be down for this question. What do you think about Adrian Peterson? Peterson? What did I just say? Whoa. Wow, that was weird. TVT to Dateline last what? night. What? Did I just, <laughs> where did I just go? <laughs> A, uh, okay. Wow! So Adrian I was Peterson a is a football player. Okay, I was thinking. Yeah. I was thinking. I was thinking. Football and I won't know. I was thinking Peterson, the guy that killed L- Lacey Peterson. That's not what I was Adrian. thinking. That's not Adrian. No. no. So we're both wrong. We're both wrong. <laughs> yeah, but what do you think about Adrian Peterson, the former Vikings running back? <laughs> She's like, what? I happen? would say, like, can you guys call Blake and Ani and see how influential he is, and then have there you go. <laughs> see, and that's a no. good little. That's, that's a voice. That's a great little come right back around to the University of Nebraska. Right. We'll go back to Blake and Audie. Let's go back there. It's safer there. Oh my God. You, answer to that one. you take the question. You, you met uh, Adrian Martinez. Mm-hmm. The, uh, Nebraska quarterback just transferred for his senior year, transferred to Kansas State. To be oh, I'm sure that's fine. I'm sure they'll be nice to him. <laughs> <laughs> they'll be super nice. So, they'll be Full disclosure, this is how little I, at the time, and I'm starting to get better at sports, but not really. So my father's, my maiden name is Snyder. My father's name is Bill Snyder. I was at Kansas State Wait, University. That's funny. Bill Snyder was the coach. I did not, for my entire freshman year, know that when people asked me if my dad was Bill Snyder, 
that they were talking about the football coach. Oh. <laughs> so you're like, yes, he is, as a matter of fact. Wrong girl. So did a lot of people think that he... Yeah. That, that... Oh my gosh, I got so many free things, you guys. Oh my and God. And I was like, this is so friendly. I came home to tell my poor father, who is still wrecked that I am not at the University of Nebraska, right? Oh. Wrecked about that. Oh. I'm like, Dad, everyone knows you in Manhattan. Is it because you're in the army in Fort Riley? <laughs> He's like, when you are tailgating. Oh my gosh! Stadium ever? That is hilarious. Did you look at the stadium ever? But man, it was <laughs> the name yeah. on the stadium, America. Have you ever looked up? It was working for you though. Hopefully, you didn't stop. It was really funny until I rushed the re- that re- Bill Snyder's daughter, and I thought it would be so funny. Like I thought it'd be a bonding moment. Like I got this girl. I'm going to convince her to join our sorority. Let me tell her this super funny story, and she was. No, I mean, she was not having a minute of it. She was insulted. Oh. I was like, tap out. Like, whatever you do in a sorority, I forget. Yeah. Like, you have some hand gesture or something that you tell someone that, like, switch me out, coach. Like somebody, <laughs> yes. <laughs> somebody interrupt us. Oh, somebody, please. somebody please interrupt us. Take over. Take oh. over, please. Oh, my, oh my God. That's Rude. so fun. Well, I, hope you didn't, I hope you didn't put her in the sorority. Because if she didn't have a sense oh, of humor enough to appreciate that. would have wanted to be in ours. Yeah. <laughs> I tanked it for the time. That's awesome. I tanked it for us. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Oh, my God. All right. So so what is, uh, what's on your, your short calendar? What's, what's keeping Erica busy right now? Uh, right now, the fund, is, the fund is what I love doing the most and have the most fun doing. Because this is my day, you guys. I get to meet entrepreneurs all day long that are Nebraska entrepreneurs that are impressive. I mean, and Mm -hmm. I get to hear their ideas and their visions and it just feels like optimistic and aspirational. And then the other part of my day, I get to talk to our investors and our investors are just as incredible as our founders. And they're Mm -hmm. Nebraskans that like right, wrong or otherwise believe that we can reinvent an asset class in Nebraska the same way that Warren Buffett built Mm -hmm. Berkshire, right? So I think the fund is where I lose the most sleep, but I don't want to act like I have a lot of anxiety around it. Just like, I just, just think about it. It's on your mind. That's for sure. Right. Yes. Um, my husband started a super fun business that I get to dabble in, which the, he would tell you it's not fun being married to a venture capitalist when you start a business. <laughs> um, oh, but, I bet. Yeah. So he created, he created a zero proof line of alcohol called Sandhills Elixir. So I love that because that allows me to go up to the sand hills and spend time. And I love seeing him. We and the talked about that. this. We talked about this with somebody else that came up in conversation. Oh, um, and I can't remember who it was, but the sand hills elixir, we had talked about it. And then there was an, I, we talk uh, about I remember that. that. Yeah. That, Sarah Baker Hansen, maybe I can't. Oh, you know what? It might've been. She's, she's the boss lady. It might've been. Actually, yeah. I think I think that was it, that was the connection. That's the connection. Mm-hmm. Um, that's fantastic. Well, good for him. Yeah, that's been so fun. Mm-hmm. Been fun. Any excuse to be in the sand hills, I'll take it. Right. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Any- so, those are the two things that I would say occupy my most productive mind. I've got two little boys. I'm really learning how to parent boys. That is a whole endeavor. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can also add this to your resume now because you are now the first guest we've ever had on our podcast that, or on our radio show for that matter, uh, is a venture capitalist. Yes, that is. is Oh, oh, good. Good. (laughs) So now we check check that box. The final thing that occupies a bit of my mind share is the Maha Music Festival. 
Yes, I was actually going to bring that. I forgot about that. Thank you for doing that because, yes, that's a big deal for us too. It is a big deal. Like how proud of our community are we to have that? It's pretty awesome. I think it makes us so cool. Mm -hmm. And like I I am lucky enough to serve on that board. It's by no means because I – understand anything about music but our executive leadership is exceptional mm-hmm. and the vision they have for where the, this is like this plays right into my lane of like i love great founders i love big visions i love things that are sort of told they can't do it especially mm-hmm. if you're told you can't do it in See, Nebraska. and that's one of those things that actually does it out in front of people because a lot of people that make their businesses they're actually doing it and it's not out in front of everybody. It, it only involves a certain sector. But like Maha is like out in front of everybody. And everybody is watching it grow. That's fantastic. It's so good. Good that, deal. Yeah. Well, Erica, thank you so much for jumping on the podcast with us and uh, talking all things Bravo. And I will Shark. organize yeah. my business pitches, my elevators, my yeah, elevator so pitches. I can't wait to see yep. your notebook with us. Yeah. We're going to like go get and we're going to all throw. I can't wait. It's, gonna, it's just going to be That'll be awesome. Nose flying all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> Good deal. Thank all you. Right. Yeah, thanks, guys. You got it. Thanks, Erica. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Um, so, all right. So, you guys can get to us. You yeah. don't have to mail us stickers, but, I mean, if you wanted to, that'd be great. You can mail them. You'll but take them all the time. We'll take them whatever. Mm-hmm. And, again, Pam, thank you so much for those stickers. Those Absolutely. are legit. Um, yeah. It's Pat and JT, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, uh, 402-403-9478. Um, thank you guys for listening to our podcast. Podcast, a Huda Media Production.